Hello and welcome to Loving Your Garden, Better Gardening Podcast with me, Rod Whiting, and our regular gardening guru, John Sterland. This week, even though we're only just entering spring in the UK, it's time to talk about summer bulbs. A lot of people think, oh, how will it ever get to the surface, you know? But they love to be deep, at least three times to the nose of a bulb, which is the top, at least three times the depth of the bulb, at least that. But let's first talk about the aftermath of a week of successive storms affecting UK gardens. It wasn't too bad here. My silver birch trees were waving, waving about, and just a few twigs have got, come off. That's that's all. But um, I did go out on my bike today to see if the um, frogs were starting to um, mate and stuff. But um, I wasn't allowed down the path because two trees have come down uh, at the side of the river. So, um, but it's England and it's winter. <laughs> yes, if you're listening. If you're listening from outside of the UK, perhaps in the States or the Far East or down under, we're talking about Dudley and Eunice. Oh. And uh, that's not a couple who run the, a nice couple who run the local flower stall at the village market, um, but storm names, would you believe? And I realise that if you're stateside and used to tornadoes ripping the roofs off your houses, then this might all sound a bit quaint. I mean, is it yes. worth mentioning, actually, um, if you've got damaged shrubs, damaged trees? We talked about winter pruning last week. If you have damaged uh, shrubs and trees, what's the best course of action? It's, it's, uh, to prune, obviously, there's no point in trying to save anything that's broken. Um, so the best thing you can do is cut it off, try and sh- reshape the shrub or the tree if you possibly can. And then being as it's lost those branches, be prepared for a lot of new growth because the roots are still down there and still want to make up what's been lost. So you will get a lot of growth this year. But um, that that's fine because it'll grow back to where it was and then you can go back to your normal pruning, which very often is after flowering. It's another little job for one or two people. Fortunately, like I say, my glass house is still there and everything's still there. So um, tiles are on the roof, so we're we're well away. Really right. Um, so I think I think we we just well you decided actually, uh, John. To be fair, that it would be good to talk about summer bulbs. Yeah. Well, the, the summer bulbs and just we'll just pop over some of the bulbs that you might have had or might go, be going out to buy. Um, what we can do with them for the garden. But um, yes, I popped down to our local garden centre, and um, they got some fabulous, fabulous summer bulbs in, and um, the begonias and things like that they were going going out like nobody's business so um i went i did um buy a couple just to show people so we'll um yeah we'll see see what we need to do with them um actually i can show the first one i'll show you when we say bulbs tubers corms all those sort of things go under the heading of bulbs and how's that for a this is one of my um uh, dahlias that have overwintered this was actually grown from seed it's um a bedding dahlia grown from seed and um what i'd like to do when i've grown them if there's a nice one nice color alike actually my sister grows a lot and then she says oh i've got a nice color here would you would you like it and this is a lovely dark pink and being as it's a single 
And the bees absolutely love it. Dahlias are fantastic for um, for bees, particularly the single ones. If you've got double ones, beetles love to get in there and pollinate them. So, um, yeah. So, But at the moment, most people's dahlias are like this. And again, if you go into a garden centre, this is how you buy them. Probably a little bit smaller than this. But, um, yeah, this is this is ready. And what I will do eventually, just a little bit early for me, but down the Devon and Cornwall places like that, they might be starting to get them going now, is um, this will be potted up and... Probably, being as it's two years old, what I might do is pot this up next month, and as it grows, I'll take some cuttings and we'll start again. But you could put this back in um, in June and it will grow again. But, um, yeah, so you can start them off pretty soon if you want to take cuttings, which will root, and then you'll plant out in May or leave them a little bit in storage. These are looking great. They really are nicely firm. The tubers are still firm. So that one can go back in storage a little bit, and um, and then I'll probably do it in a couple of weeks' time. Can I just ask you about that? When you said take yes. a cutting from it, just just explain for the benefit of people who are not well, aware of how you would do that. Well, what happens is there's dormant buds all around the base of these stems that were last year's stems. There's dormant buds down here. And so long as you've got a tuber there to provide the energy, when you put this in compost, they will grow. And then they'll grow up here. And then when they're about two, three inches high, you can take a softwood softwood cutting, which we'll show you later. But, um, yeah, they're all there ready to grow when we uh, take it out of storage. When we're thinking about summer bulbs, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of dahlias and, yeah, I've got a couple of begonias, which I've left in the ground. Maybe I shouldn't have done, but I have. Um, but I have taken some dahlias out. When would we put those back in? If we're putting the tubers back in, um, mid-May, something like that in, in the Midlands, a little bit later, early June in the north, and again, early May in, um, you know, down south, you work out what, you know, your your area, because it obviously does change that little bit. And um, and you put you put them into suit. But yes, you can put the tubers back in. It's you can do it for a couple of three years. Rod. In fact, sometimes this one won't as I, I can looking at it. But sometimes you can actually um tease them apart and get yourself three if you look at that there's one here that might tease out and so long as we get a piece of stem with a few tubers on that will grow that will grow again in march um you can't just take a tuber off and and plant that because there's no buds the buds are all at the base of the old stems so um that's what we'll that's what we can do I've got a couple of varieties. Uh, Creme de Cassis is a beautiful one. And like I say, these are just from seed. It's great. Ooh, covering my computer with compost. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, these are going out like nobody's business. Your begonia tubers. And yeah. very shortly, or even now, we can start those off because – we can keep them growing until we put them out. Now, normally, we just get a small pot 
with with a bit of peat in it and pop those in about halfway halfway just just so half of the uh, corm is is sitting out and half's in and i've noticed that this one i brought this one you can't quite see it but there's a there's a little blob there and that is a bud it's already got one little bud on there so when i put this into um compost and i'll put it on a windowsill i'm you know i've got to go back to amateur growing now we're not having a big glass house um but i shall put this in a windowsill and slowly these buds will start to develop usually you find that the the buds develop first before they produce root uh, there's a hollow there and that's where you normally see the buds the hollow side but if it's not hollow just pop it in halfway and occasionally check it so that the buds might be starting to grow underneath which is the top so again occasionally just lift it out and um and and once these start growing quite well then we can actually pot it into potting compost and um off it goes this is a trailing one because i love the trailing ones i love to see them you put them in a half hanging basket put them on the wall and if you feed them and water them well they hang down the hanging basket and they look absolutely magnificent so that's why i bought that but i thought if i buy it today then i can show people Always remember, if you're buying bulbs, it's worth always checking the information on there. And one of the most important things is making sure you plant them deep enough as well. Um, if we look at a, something like this lily, this regal lily, but these, if you plant them in a in a container, make sure it's a deep container where they, there's plenty of shoots um, above them because obviously they grow quite tall and the amount of compost etc that's above them is going to be their stake it's going to give them that stability so yep but these can be these can go out now because you're planting them oh five or six inches deep and um they'll quite happily grow through there there's enough energy in that bulb to get that through the ground out in and then once it photosynthesizes off it goes but the lilies are absolute they're lovely at the back of a border or within uh perennials and things like that or under trees i love to see them in woodland as well in that dappled shade they look fabulous and w would you again uh, like dahlias do you tend to lift lily bulbs uh, in the winter or can you leave them out you you can you can leave them um it's worth leaving them for quite a you can leave them four or five years and then perhaps as they get a lot of them you can um dig them up um when they're dormant when the tops have died down dig them up when they're dormant and 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 replant and or make another uh group somewhere else i love doing that buying one and ending up in three years with about five or six <laughs> Or if you've got three, you'd, you you end up with 15 or so. And uh, But wonderful, wonderful they really are. The other thing I got, Rod, as well, not quite looking as far as summer, was um, the, these Fritillaria meligris. Uh, absolutely beautiful. I, I love these. 
they they're they're gorgeous things now it's quite early it's at least a month before you really did start coming through now these plants love to be moist don't ever put them anywhere where they're going to dry out in summer as you might find that they disappear they never come up again the place these used to grow naturally was in water meadows where they get um quite a bit of water in winter i've i've had this sitting in sitting in water because it's flowering and this is going to go near the pond. I've got a little area at the back of the pond that has got a liner, and the excess water, when it runs over the pond, goes into this other liner, so that it's like a quagmire. But on the side of it, where it will dry out in summer, but in winter it'll be wet, this is where these are going to be planted. And if you buy anything like this, look, that's not a big pot. So these bulbs are only just about halfway down here. But when I do plant this, it is worth planting them deeper. Don't worry about the stems being deeper. So what I'll do, I'll pop these in and plant them an extra inch and a half, two inches deep. So they're about that level. But um, you can't go wrong. That was, what were they? 250, I think they were. Um absolutely wonderful and of course there's the white one as well and they are they are very charming looking plants oh, aren't they they're, they've yes. got a certain certain charm about them and yeah i bought some last year from barnsdale and uh I, I fear that i may have let them dry out because i've not seen any sign of them yet yeah, yeah they're, they're, like i say they do love that um they love that just to stay moist in the summer if they do, you never know rod you might you might have got it right, but you never know. Um, it's worth pointing out, isn't it, that when we talk about bulb planting depths, we're talking about from the top of the bulb, especially with a yes. big bulb like that. We are talking from the top of the bulb. Yes, absolutely, the top of the bulb. And it is amazing how far they'll come. I once got a, I made a beautiful lawn for somebody, sweeping lawn, and this narcissus came up, and I could not believe it. It was a lovely narcissus, but we didn't want it. So I took the turf off and it was eight. The bulb was 18 inches down, but it had made its way up. You know, all that energy it had done and it flowered, you know, so they will, they will come up. But it's always best if you can get them to the right depth. Don't. A lot of people think, oh, how will it ever get to the surface? You know, it's not, but they love to be deep at least three times to the, to the uh, nose of a bulb, which is the top, at least three times the depth of the bulb, at least that. And, um, and, and they should, they should be fine. Yeah. So exciting times at the moment. I've got to mention it again. One of the most important things is to check those details. They are they are there for a reason. Remember that quite a lot of things can be grown in pots, but if you are growing them in pots, bulbs particularly, go for very deep pots. I mean, a, a, one of the great ones is it, the rose containers, the, the containers that they put roses in. They are actually brilliant um, for um, putting bulbs in because like i say you've got that depth where you've got something to hold the stems and also for the 
um, roots to grow in. Right. Jobs. Any jobs we should be doing, John, this week? Um, yes, clearing rubbish up. From the what the wind's blowing. <laughs> Just get your just get your gardens back to shape and check them over and make sure you know everything's there. We have got a couple of um we have got a oh, qu- couple of quick questions. Yes, yes, Rod. yes. Let me get to those. Sorry, I almost forgot them. Yeah, Sharon, um, mine at Hall. Is there anything I can do to prevent squirrels demolishing oh. the apple tree and digging up bulbs? I never had problems before, but last year I hardly had any apples left, and I would love to plant some bulbs. Well, I mean, with app with with squirrels in trees, it is so difficult to stop them going up. Well, I've never really known squirrels to um, eat. And probably they were eating small apples, I assume. Uh, very difficult. If you're planting bulbs, you can um, plant them quite deep and put put your bulbs there, put some comp- soil on, put some ch- chicken wire so they can't dig them up. The thing is, there's certain places in an area that they'll dig them up and other places in other parts of the country where they haven't learned to do it yet. So, um, you know, that's the problem. And it probably all goes on the food that's available for them. I don't like feeding squirrels at all. Um, I know people do, and they love people taking photographs of them. Um, And it's that tail. It's that fluffy tail that does it. I love my little red squirrels, our native squirrels. But um, that's what you can do if you're planting bulbs. Yeah, it's um, it can be difficult. Anybody who's got any ideas, legal, then uh, please let us know. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was another question here from – oh, let me get to the right screen. Uh, this is from Judith Barnard. Uh, could you ask John if I can prune this ivy back? I'm presuming you've seen the photograph. I have, I have seen, I have seen it. Yeah. Um, it Rod, it's, it's about, qu- yeah, it's about three foot wide from a trellis. Yes, it's quite interesting actually because you'll notice that it's flowered. So um, ivy, once it's flowered, doesn't produce those long shoots and grow uh, anymore. Once it's matured to flowering, that's it. It doesn't grow long shoots. And what I suggest she does, Judith, is prune it with your secateurs. Get your secateurs on a nice day. Take it in nicely. You can see what you're doing. Don't worry about you'll have leaf further in. But as you cut them back nice and steadily, you'll um, you'll be able to leave a nice green sheet, which will look great it should look okay because you'll have that like i say you've got those leaves further in and the flowers usually come on longer stems that come out you can almost see them actually in the head so cut those right back and it'll it'll look fabulous i do i love to see i do like to see ivy i've got it growing up one of my apple trees all over the apple tree it is i leave the berries on for the birds of course they've all finished now so then it needs nipping back. Um, but the brimstone butterflies will be hiding in it as well. So, um, and they're the ones that's going to be out very soon. Uh, first, first one to see a brimstone. Belinda, you might be able to see one and take a photograph for us because they are the most lovely um, sulfur colored, you know, yellowy colored. You get quite a variety of color actually on brimstones, but. Uh, Oh, it's so lovely to see early in the year because they yeah. hibernate. They're they're already there, and they'll a nice sunny 
warm day and you'll get one or two out. That's it then. Thank you very much indeed. Happy week's gardening. Uh, hopefully a quieter week's gardening. Yes, I'm sure and, it will uh, be. And we'll be back next Tuesday. John, thanks very much indeed. Okay indeed. then, Rod. Thank All you the very best, much. Folks. Bye, everybody. And a reminder, if you'd like to join Loving Your Garden and be inspired by some amazing, generous and very friendly gardeners, just look us up on Facebook groups. You'll be very welcome. Thanks for listening. 